0: Hi, and welcome. I'm excited to bring you another episode of Tales from the Trail by Matchplay with William Mary women's coach, Julie Shackford. It's a privilege to have her on again. Her experience in college soccer is deep, and we discuss several topics. Continue to share this, subscribe, and send in questions for me to ask future guests. Thank you for listening. Right. Um, one of the characteristics you talked about, I wrote it down, um, I'll combine them. Well, no, they're different. Um, you talked about grit and, or you mentioned grit. Um, now I want you to talk about grit. So what's an example, uh, to you of like a re- a story of, of seeing a kid exemplify grit and what that means to you.
1: Yeah. I mean like there's definitely kids who, who, you know, every single game, put it on the line, whether, whether they're in practices or games and that, but I think those, those are the minority. So I think it's, I think to to me, grit is more like, can you take everything in and perform at a high level and not let mistakes get you down and come back the next day, ready for more. And so I've had like a, you know, on my on my final four team, I had kids who walked onto the program and who ended up starting, you know what I mean? And so, you know, I have a kid who was an engineer who's now like flying planes for the Navy. Um, and, you know, she, she was the only engineer I ever had. You know, you can imagine those kids, like every time they turned in a problem set, the next one's coming And and right. just kept coming back. Like the first day, you know, she watched us do fitness, it was the hardest, practice probably ever had. And, and really just kept grinding and, and, you know, never, never stopped trying, never stopped working. And, and so I think it's those kind of kids that, that I respect and, and work with so well. Um, And and so, like I said, again, I, I don't think it's just the, the kid that you look at from Long Island who's tough and strong and competes, but it's like how you handle all the ups and downs of being uh an athlete because there are so many of them
0: yeah so it's kind of like a a combination of grit and resilience and just being being up for it all the time Yeah, you know yep. that kind of thing um and that translates into into passion for the game as well right so now um, i mean those types of kids are really going to stand out to you um
1: yeah, I mean, I think like when you're putting 40 hours a week into, into your sport, you know, between practices, meetings, rehab, lifts, um, you know, getting up at 6 a.m. To, to get to the weight room on a rainy Tuesday, like, you know, you have to be passionate about it. And, and a lot of kids come to college and don't really understand the time commitment. They think because right. they played on an ECNL club team that they've got it covered. You know, but it's exhausting when you put that on top of classes. And um, so, yeah, people that can withstand. And, and that doesn't mean that these kids are 100 percent every day, but but they give whatever their 100 percent is every day. If That makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's kind of. It's kind of what separates and makes you a good college player from when you were a youth player is you have to. Re- you have to build on your passion and your grit or else you're going to be, you're going to be miserable if, if you don't have that, you know, in you.
1: Yep. Um,
0: because it is a grind and it is, um, it is something that you have to always have in your mind that you're working towards something and, yep. and, uh, just you have to find a way to enjoy that process of the 40 hours a week to get yep. you to, yep. to your goal, I guess. Um, yeah, that's I haven't had not really thought about
1: that. Um, yeah, I mean, we always say you can't always do what you love every day, but you have to love what you're doing, right? I mean, I think that's right. that's a big message we try to get across.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, talk about like you know, positive versus negative um, recruit or players that you have or have had, and why being negative isn't really going to work necessarily um and that sort of thing
1: I, yeah there's a thought i don't
0: i am trying to develop it into a question um yeah but yeah, you know where i'm going with that yeah, yeah like
1: we we talk about eeyores and tiggers like are you going to be an eeyore and you know it's only raining on me type of mentality or are you going to be a tigger and then kind of embrace all that that all that happens um right. And I think it's easy to get sucked into the negative, you know, when you're tired and you have tests and you know today's practice is gonna be hard. And and right. and that's why your culture is so important. And every one of our seniors is invited to be part of our tribe leadership council, because to me, if you've made it that far, then you have uh, the right and, and, and the privilege to lead the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because we have kids in that class, always that don't play or play very little. Um, Number one, they're always connected, but number two, they won't allow the negativity, right? And so I think, you know, that's worked out really well for us Um, Mm -hmm. and we have enough internal mechanisms that I don't have to be a kindergarten cop about that stuff. Like, you know, unless it gets like, you know, to DEF CON level where you you definitely have a kid that might not belong in your program, right? But I think in general that, um, if you have a strong culture, it will w- withstand some of that negativity for sure. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool that you, there's just the infrastructure that you've set up. Um, is that pretty common? Do you think, uh, through college teams or.
1: I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I, I think it should be because I think you can't win until your culture's in place. Um, right. but you know, I think that's just how my mind has worked. And after 30 years, that's just kind of how I feel right. for me works well. Right, right.
0: Um, looking at my notes up there. Uh, hmm. So talk about visits. The kid has written you a good email. Um, they've convinced you that you need to see them play. Um, you're like, cool, you know, you you play pretty well. Um, And then you get to the point where they are visiting your campus and talk about some of the things that um, they should be asking, um, some of the homework they should do beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And, you know, just talk about that process a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, certainly a kid, you know, after we've watched them a few times and, and You know talk to them and vetted them through their coaches and and all that kind of stuff i I mean i think it's probably unreasonable to think that a kid is going to know everything about william and mary but they should obviously know geographically where it is and how many kids are there what type of school it is um and then you know we provide them a pretty good overview of everything when they come from academics to you know how our program looks on the daily and i think questions for them are you know, what does a typical day look like? What do you do in the you know spring or off season? What does your team do to connect? You know, what are the links between academics and athletics? Um, you know, how does uh, it work if you miss a class? Um, you know, what are your goals as a coach? Are you gonna be here? Are you leaving? Um, how do you play what are your expectations from players
0: right um in your mind i mean should they be asking specific questions about how you see them in your program or is that something that no one really knows necessarily
1: yeah no i think that that's absolutely a question to be asked and I think it's a fair question Mm -hmm. and a a coach might not know at that Mm -hmm. moment exactly but I think it's uh fair and and honest to ask those kinds of questions especially if you're a goalkeeper or something you know um where they're you know it's a little bit different of a position and you know and I think that it's not out of bounds at all to ask that question and 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 You know, I would say probably 60% of the players do ask that question. And, and for me, like I, my kind of answer to all those is like, I wouldn't be bringing you in for a visit if I didn't think you could impact our program. But I, you know, I've coached some pretty high level kids over the years and I never promise anything like I, because that's up to them and how they develop and what the rest of the class looks like. And, and so the, the only thing I offer is that I wouldn't be recruiting you if I didn't think you could make an impact in the program.
0: Right. And so like, what should their, what are their interactions usually look like with um, their hosts and, and, you know, that sort of thing, like with the players away from you um, and your staff?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that our, our players do a good job of taking them around campus and shepherding them to classes to and from practice games and, um, you know, and and are pretty upfront with them about you know what our program is and and what we want to be, and and then our hosts, whoever hosts our recruits, uh, gives us direct feedback about what a, you know, this young woman will fit in our program, and so how they handle themselves over the course of the visit is is important too.
0: Right. How many times have they, uh, as have your players, come to you and said, "Don't, yeah, you know, no, don't don't take this kid."
1: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had a handful for sure. <clears throat> At, at William and Mary in my four and a half years, and um, yeah. and I think one of one of the kids we ended up taking, and you know, she's one of our best leaders now, and so there's a little bit of, you know, a, a sixteen seventeen year old being on campus and not always handling themselves well because they're stressed or anxious or you know what I mean or or yeah. lacking confidence in that moment, so you try right. not to be overly judgy, but. But if it's a huge right. red flag, then then they'll tell us.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I remember being sixteen or seventeen. I was really immature, and you know, you get to college, and hopefully, you grow up a little bit, and, and your decision making changes a little bit. Um, so I, I'm sure that you see that. Uh, obviously, that's a great example of someone who's who just you know evolved into a, a grown up, uh, so to speak. Um, so what about uh, also wrote down ID camps. Right. So right. Um, it's a it's a, uh, it's a great way to connect with the school. Obviously, um, <clears throat> as a kid is is building up to coming to an ID camp. Um, obviously, you're going to know about them because they've they've uh, paid you <laughs> to, to come to that. Um, so what should what should they be doing, especially as we get in, get closer to summer, right? So they need to be selective on where they're going. And and so what What talk about the process of coming into an ID camp and and what they should be looking for?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great way to get a snapshot of your program to see how coaches coach to see how they interact with their own players. Um, And I think that it's a great opportunity for you know kids coming to id camps to see what the school is like and to see what the vibe and energy is like um and you know i think it it shows that you're, you know you're committed to exploring william and mary you know what i mean so that that to us for the kids that were going after hard like that's kind of like one of the the steps on what i call like a, a marriage it's not an affair it's like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to hit a lot of boxes along the way and it's not going to be a quick decision. Um, But it's definitely one of the steps. Um, Do we have kids that don't come to ID camps and we still take? Absolutely. Um, But it does give us insight into their personalities, which is huge.
0: Right, right. Um, And then so both for uh, an event, like a Jeff Cup or an ID camp, um, what should a kid expect from you guys and as far as follow up, um, how should they reach out to you? What's kind of a timeline of all that? Um, just yeah, walk yeah. us through the process of the events happen, whether it's the tournament or an ID camp, and what's the next step after that?
1: I mean, usually the coaching staff will come back after an event and kind of go through all the kids we watched, and you know, if we if if we like them, we'll you know either add more notes into our database. Um, we will. Get in touch with their club coaches to let them know we are generally interested, which is about all that we can say to club coaches if they're, um, you know, younger than June fifteenth of their sophomore year, which is when we can actually start talking to to kids. Um, you know, we have a revolving group of recruits, and so we can invite them to ID camps, the ones that you know we can't talk to, um, mm-hmm. and like I said, talk to their club coaches generally. Um, and then just keep like, you know, building a case for the kids that we're really interested in.
0: Mm -hmm. How influential is the club coach um, in this whole process?
1: I mean, for the ones that I know and trust, it's really important because I think, you know, the ones that know me and know how I coach and what my expectations are and how a kid would fit. um, It's really important. You know, and I think that we've spent a lot of time as coaches in in our staff um, having zooms with club coaches and letting them know what our expectations are. Um, and you know, the the club that I used to coach at FC Virginia, um, in between Princeton and William and Mary, I mean, they are so organized that their club coaches have zooms with their with their college coaches before they go to college. So you know, I think the better club coaches out there are really good at helping kids find a good fit. Now there's definitely club coaches out there that all they care about is getting their kids into pack, you know, power five schools so they can, you know, impress the parents kind of thing. But, you know, the good ones really do do a pretty good job of, uh, you know, letting us know what a kid is really like. And, uh, you know, yes, Shacks, I think this kid would fit great with your program, et cetera.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's plays into that whole finding the right spot. Instead yep. of Just a spot to play. Um, sure. yeah. I mean, it, I think a lot of parents and kids don't understand how, um, a club coach can be a conduit to the right fit. Um, I, I think that that, sometimes gets lost. Um, so yeah. Um, so I'll, we'll kind of wrap up. Uh, one thing that's kind of, that's been a common remark through all of these that I've done is that someone is always watching. And, um, I wonder if you have a story or just kind of a, a situation that might have happened where a kid did something and you're like, you know, off the field maybe, or I mean, Norris had a story about a kid in a parking lot, like almost running over a family cause he was pissed off about the result of a match or something like that. So, you know, maybe you can come up with something that, um, where a kid wasn't, was thinking, uh, nobody's or just not thinking, I guess, is a better way of putting it. Um, and you saw it and you, know, you just were completely floored by the behavior.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, I haven't had any of those where I feel like I'm going to be floored. I mean, I certainly <laughs> right. watch kids, like, talk to their parents really disrespectfully, um, both mm-hmm. from the field and after games. Um, mm-hmm. I think that... Um, you know, for the most part, and maybe that's just, maybe I'm being a little bit sexist, but I think that in general, I haven't seen any like super, super red flags where you're like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Um, But definitely how a kid, their body language from start to finish is really important. Um, You know, I think it's more for me, like watching the kids that are great leaders and seeing how they positively interact with everybody like that, that that's really cool and that's probably maybe even more rare than the than the you know crazy kids that, that are running over their family right you know right. I think yeah. um I'd like to assume the best in everyone and haven't seen too much of that but definitely you know I've watched some kids interact with their coaches refs and parents in a way that would, would not allow me to recruit them for sure.
0: Right. Right. Okay. I mean, that's, um, it's good. I I think, uh, it's important as you've talked about, you know, just display grit, display leadership and be a positive influence on, on as many people as you can to, uh, you know, that's going to translate well into being a good college player. Um, yeah, I, th- I think this has been great, and um, good luck this weekend. And I know that you have a match and uh, all that. So um you have anything else? or
1: No, I mean, I think uh, – thanks, Scott, for having me on. And I think just, you know, for all those players out there, that finding the right fit is big, using your connections and club coaches to help you figure out a level that's going to work for you and and ultimately to be able to look back and say that these were the – Four best years of my life. And, you know, I think if everyone had that kind of barometer, uh, you'd see, you know, less than thousands in the portal and a lot happier kids, parents, families.
0: Right. Great. I mean, those are wise words for sure. Um, yeah, I'm grateful to have you on and uh, always welcome. I'll definitely have you back on eventually. And um, we'll talk soon.
1: All right. Sounds great.
0: All right. Thank you. All
1: right. Cheers. Take care. cheers. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Thank you to Julie Shackford for joining Tales from the Trail. She is a fantastic guest. And thank you again for listening. Please visit matchplayrecruit.com to send in any questions or comments. See you on the trail.